You can see Jesus standing before the court. Caiaphas pushing him. The other leaders pushing him to respond in a way that he chose not to respond. One of the things about a crowd is that you've got to understand a crowd, if you're not strong enough, will cause you to respond when you shouldn't. I'm looking at that and I'm thinking about it. He simply says over in Matthew 25 and 55, At that time Jesus said to the crowds, Have you come out with swords and clubs to arrest me? As you would against a robber? Every day I used to sit in the temple teaching and you did not seize me. I want you to think about it. I want you to hear that again. Jesus is arrested in the garden and he's arrested unlawfully. He, he's arrested with no honor, with no dignity, disrespect, with, with an attitude as if he's going to resist. He's never resisted. At this time, Jesus said to the crowds, have you come out with swords and clubs to arrest me as if I'm a robber? Every day I used to sit in the temple teaching and you did not seize me. We talked about it. A crowd is a gathering of considerable number of persons around a center or a point of common attraction. This became the common attraction. Many of you know that they did it late in the evening where they would not be caught and they would not uh, be judged for what they were doing. It just seems like that they were that they had arrested someone who just committed a major crime. Jesus was in the garden. He was praying. And the same men that watched him teach, the same men that watched him heal, the same people that followed him to Lazarus and the same people that had been with him just a week ago in Jerusalem calling him Hosanna. Blessed art thou the king of glory on his triumphant entry into Jerusalem on that donkey. He's now standing in a common attraction, a crowd. Who's in the crowd? Father, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord. It is our strength and our redeemer. Matthew 25 and 55 says, At that time Jesus said to the crowd, Have you come out with swords and clubs to arrest me as you would against a robber? Every day I used to sit in this temple teaching and you did not seize me. As a reminder, who's in the crowd? I am Jesus, and I'm looking around and simply asking a question, who's in the crowd? Our textual participants in this crowd, when we look at it, the three, three groups of people that you can really see in this crowd and really begin to think about in this crowd. You've got Jesus, the disciples, and his followers. That's the first set of people. Jesus, his disciples, and his followers. Then you've got the crowd who gathered in Jerusalem. Those who were celebrating him and shouting out Hosanna, celebrating him just a week before he gets to this point. And then you've got the leaders of the community. Amazing. I've been serving for these three years. Jesus' ministry, he now goes public. He begins to heal. 
he begins to cause so much confusion with the with the leaders of the community because they're still living in the law and Jesus is saying that I, I didn't come to abandon the law but I came to fulfill the law and so everything that is happening is just simply a fulfillment. The crowd sometimes they just don't understand and they really don't know what's going on and when they think about it and when you think about it, uh, the, the crowd is something that is very, very important to, to our destiny and our purpose in life. And then you have what? The crowd who gathered, those who were just celebrating me. You you were just celebrating me a year ago when I won the championship, and now you're booing me because I have a losing, a losing season. LeBron James is gone, Kyrie Irving is gone, and all of those guys are gone, and no more. The Golden State Warriors, no Steph Curry, no Klay Thompson, Andre's gone. Everybody's just sitting around lackadaisical acting as if that they were not just cheering for you three championships ago and cheering for a 73 season win where you won 73 games. And have you ever seen it? And we do that a lot of times when when our favorite person that we like or that favorite actor or that 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 favorite athlete does something that we don't like. We we attack them as if we were not just on their side when they were winning. Jesus is standing in the same predicament here. He's, he's standing and he's saying, how could you arrest me like this when I'm not even a robber? I, I've not killed anybody. I, I've not spoken against anybody. I, I'm simply just teaching. I, I'm simply just giving what God has given me to give you. And you treat me as if I'm going to destroy you. And if you really look at it, he actually said, I, I mean, if there was really a problem, I, I could really in the garden, I, I could really just speak to my father right now and he could just send 12 legions of angels to just come down and destroy you. But but I understand what's going on right now. I, I understand how deep this is and I understand what's going on. But when we think about it, the crowd is a considerable number of persons around the center or a point of common attraction. What is the common attraction in your life? When we look at the crowds, there are there are seven characteristics if we want to talk about a crowd. They they carry DNA. They they they, they have an identity. You you have the large and temporary people that are familiar with everyone in the crowd. You have one person that knows everybody in the crowd. They they can go to a club and they know everybody. Then you have those who are devoid of wide attention. They're, they're only focused in on what's happening. They're, they're, they're only wanting uh, to pay attention to, to what they came for. The characteristics of a crowd. You have those um, that are not open to conviction. Uh, they do not tolerate any opposition to their view. They, they don't want to hear any debate. They don't want to hear any arguing. They, they only believe that... They only believe what they believe. They're not looking for any opposition. They're, they're not really looking for any conversation. They just want to enjoy the view and they want to enjoy the moment. Then you have those who have what? With increase in suggestibility. A crowd increases with the willingness or readiness to believe the uncertainty. Uh, you have those in the crowd who, who are there to believe the uncertainty. Uh, they're, they're there for proof. The crowd 
You have those with a low mental level. The ideas of a crowd are, they're not wide or deep with no regard for no arguments. They're, man, I'm talking about, they're just like, man, just leave me alone, man. Just like, I'm straight right now. Then you have the, the crowd and the, and, and, the, and the part of the crowd that gets emotional. Their excitement is drawn from others at times. They can lose or cannot lose in the spirit of the moment. They, they become very emotional. How many of you have ever been in a crowd where it just becomes very emotional? If you were in Cleveland when, when LeBron James and Kyrie Irving and those guys were coming through downtown, the crowd was very emotional. The crowd you have sometimes where the crowd can 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 become irresponsible. They can show lack of judgment in the face of panic that erupts in places of of behavior. You have a crowd that is devoid of attention, a crowd that that is not looking for any opposition. This is a crowd. You you have so many people that were in that crowd on that night that Jesus was arrested. Those who were emotional. Those who became irresponsible in managing the crowd when they begin to attack Jesus and the panic and all of the things begin to take place. Uh, who's in the crowd? I believe this is the question that Jesus is asking in his mind. I, didn't I just see you a week ago in Jerusalem? Didn't I just see you a couple days in the temple? Uh, didn't I just see you time after time when I raised Lazarus from the grave and, 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 and you were with me and you were following me and now the crowd is silent. Come on now, the, 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 the crowd is, is, is full of laughter and mockery. The, the crowd is full of people who are going to do certain things to him and I simply want to talk to you today about who's in your crowd. Because just like Jesus, you and I have a crowd. Just like you, just like Jesus, you and I have been taken from a garden. And we've been treated as if we were going to harm some people. And people came against us and they used all of the forces. When they came to arrest Jesus, they had the soldiers and they had other soldiers and they had other gangs, if you just want to say it like this, the layman's terms, if you just want to just lay it out. They, they bought everybody, they bought everybody, everybody to just arrest one man, to just arrest one man. I mean, when you think about it, Jesus is saying, this is something that you would do to a person who was a robber. Somebody who has literally broken the law purposely. I, I've not done anything intentionally. Who's in the crowd? I believe Jesus is wondering what this crowd is going to be like. Asking the question, who's in the crowd? Number one, you deal with your followers. We all have followers. You follow people and when you go down and when we think about it and we keep going back to that to that celebration parade of the Cleveland Cavaliers. The majority of the people there were the followers. My followers, they were amazed and intrigued at the works. They were so amazed that, that people spent the night downtown for days just to make sure that they had a front row seat. People got down there early and they walked for miles and miles and miles. Your, your followers, your, your, your followers are so intrigued that they will be with you wherever you go because of your works. 
Your followers are those who know you and are familiar with you because of what you've done for others and what you continue to do. Uh, they, they follow Jesus because of his signs, wonders, and miracles. They, they, they followed him when he healed the lame man. and they, they were able to follow him when he raised Lazarus from the grave. They, they were able to follow him when he tells the man to get up and to walk that had been laying at the pool of Bethesda for three, for 38 years. They were able to see Jesus care for others. They were able to see his followers did things that, 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 that normal people don't do. They, they, they come from far. And they always get word of what you're doing. That your followers are those who become your supporters because of what you have done. And we talked about it. The healing signs, miracles, and wonders. Jesus has those who follow him throughout his ministry. Your followers are those who walk and stay with you. During the good and the bad. Remember they are around because of what you have done. And what you continue to do. Your followers they were around. They, they were cheering LeBron James. For the first seven years. Of his career here. But then he moves to Miami. And his followers say no. His followers just simply just give up because we have no hope anymore and the Savior is gone and King James is gone. So we burn his jersey. Come on now. We, who's in the crowd? We've got our followers. And then number two, you've got your spectators. Your, your spectators, they're, they're there because of the moment and the celebration. When you think about it, John 12 and 12 says, On the next day the large crowd had come to the feast when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. Your, your spectators, they're, they're always looking for the next moment to see what's going to happen. Come on now, we, we got the spectators. I, I want to see what type of car LeBron James is going to be. And I, 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 I want to see how many people are going to show up. And I want to see how many people are going to do this and do that. Your, your spectators are there and your spectators, the, these were the people and they took the branches and the palm trees and they went out to meet him. The, the spectators, they were celebrating him. They're, they're there because of the moment of celebration. Your spectators, those who are there because of what they heard, they're, they're just looking and they're watching. Those who have no real interest in your purpose or path in life. They're non-responsive. They're, they're just there. Many times we go to church and, and, and people are just sitting there. I want you to hashtag it, spectators. They're only watching. They're not really working. They're non-responsive. Your spectators are, are those who are more concerned about what you are saying rather than what you are doing and providing. The, the spectator just wants to watch. The spectator is not really against you, but this is the person that's in the crowd. Their, their, their response is to, to not say anything. They, they would rather be quiet than say anything, even though they, they know that this may be wrong. Even though that they might not be against Jesus, they're there to watch. They're there to watch. And who's in the crowd? You've got your followers. They're there, be, they're there because of the moment of what you're doing. Your spectators are there because of the celebration. They're, they're there because of the moment of, of, of hype and excitement. 
but they're not really there to work. Think about it. How how many times has your pastor asked you to work in, and you just come to church and you sit there? And how many of you are simply just sitting there when I said, come on and participate and pass the peace and love on your family and lift up your hands? Uh, some people are looking online today saying, Pastor G, I just want to watch for one second. I, I just want to see how good his video is doing. I, I want to see if he's hooping and if he's shouting to people. And if I'm not getting what I want, I go somewhere else. Spectators are... Uh, they're not really reliable. Come on now. They're, they'll come and they'll watch a game because they might have a free ticket. They might not have anything else to do. Or your spectators can be dependable people that simply just don't want to work. They don't want to put in the time and they don't want to really commit who's in the crowd. I believe that, that Jesus is, is, is dealing with spectators Come on now. Jesus had those who followed him only to spectate. Your, your spectators have no real interest. They, they, they don't want to buy into it really, but they really want to just watch you and just see what you're doing. They're not against you, but they're just watching. Don't allow yourself to become frustrated with this portion of the crowd. Many of us become frustrated with spectators because nobody's responding and as a singer and as a preacher and, 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 and you're preaching and, and, and I look sometimes in the audience and I have more spectators than I have followers because nobody's really responding because they're just sitting there like, can we get this over with? So don't become frustrated with the crowd. Because it's the DNA of the crowd. They're, they're there for a reason. They're there to push you. They're there to keep you sane. And they're there to keep you on course. Who's in the crowd? Jesus has a crowd. This common attraction has come to the temple, to the place where they're judging him. And they're preparing to, to, to commit him to death. This is his trial, and at the trial, you have your followers. Number two, you have your spectators, and then number three, come on now, you have your tag-alongs. Ain't nothing like a tag-along. Somebody who just wants to tag along. Your car is full, y'all remember it. When you were back in the day, driving in the car, and the car was full, and you had that one person said, man, can I just can I just come in and just hang out, man? I, I'm not going to cause no trouble. I'm not going to get in the way. Once we get there, I'm going to just stand off to the side. That's your tag-along. Your tag-alongs, they are there only because of what you do for them. Come on now. John 12, the B clause in verse number 9, and they came not for the sake of Jesus only, but that they might also see Lazarus, whom he raised from the dead. Man, can I just go hang out? I really don't want to hang with y'all. I just need a ride. Because I'm really just trying to get behind stage and get that autograph. I, I, I'm really trying to get down there to really see my girl. I just don't really have no bus fare. And I'm really trying to hang out with some other people. I'm really not trying to really hang out with you. But I know that you have influence enough to get me to where I need to get to. So can I be a tag along? Jesus has in the crowd his followers. He has the spectators. And then he has in the B clause. Come on now. The B clause of John 12 and 9. He has those who were really not there for his sake. They were tagging along just to see if they could see how Lazarus looked when he came out of the grave. I, I really want to see if LeBron James, look how he looked. I, I really want to see 
if the party's gonna turn out the way that y'all said it was gonna turn out. I really going I really want to see if if this church is what it, is what y'all said it's going to be. Who's in the crowd? Your 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 tagalongs are 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 there to make noise. They they they're noise makers. They. They can sometimes keep up a lot of trouble. Your, your tagalongs can be those who just sit at the table and gossip. I just gave you a ride here. I just gave you a free ticket here. And now you're going to sit at the table and talk about the event. And you're going to dog the, 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 the bride of the groom because you don't like the type of dress she got on. Or you're going to hate them. Your tagalongs uh, uh, are there to see Lazarus. Uh, you, are important. you are not of importance to them at this moment. You're simply a ride. <laughs> You're simply a, a free ticket. <laughs> You're simply a doormat for them to walk over you. That The Tagalongs were using Jesus to simply get more information about what he was doing. I, I need to get more proof. They are there to see what Lazarus is going to do. Is he going to stay there? Is he going to get up? How is he going to come out? How is he going to look? Your tagalongs. Come on now. Who's in the crowd? We, we want to see what Jesus is going to do now. They, they're punching him in the face. And we're going to see if he'll take the punch. And we're going to see if he responds. Your tagalongs. Jesus had those who followed him because of someone else they were familiar with. Your tagalongs are not against you, nor do they lack the respect of who you are. Don't dismiss them. Because of their love and excitement for Lazarus. Allow Lazarus to be their Jesus. Come on now. Somebody wants to get to your church. They want to use your gas. They want to use your influence. Just to shake the preacher's hand. Let them get to the preacher. Let, let them use your vehicle of influence. For God to save them. If they want to see Lazarus. If they want to investigate Lazarus. And they got to use you to get saved. They got to use you to get their life changed. They got to use you to learn how to take care of their money. To be a better person in life. They got to use you. Then allow them to use you. Because you're the vehicle to get them. To see the works of Jesus. Even though. They might not care about Jesus at that point. Who's in the crowd? Come on, think about it. Jesus was in a place where it became a common attraction of certain people that came to a certain point that were his followers, his spectators, his tagalongs. Number four, you've got your persecutors. Come on, man. Uh, those who are against you. Come on now. The first three are not against you. They just, you know, seem like they're against you. One of them are non-responsive. The other one just uses you for a free ride. And the other one follows you. But they really don't do anything when you get in trouble. They're, 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 they are just there following you. They're, they're following you. And they're anticipating that you can get your own self out of trouble. Because they've seen you provide miracle signs and wonders. But here it is, number four. This group is really against you. They hate you. They don't like you. They don't want to be around you. And this was the group that I believe Jesus was talking to. The persecutors. You treat me as if I am a robber. The, the person that is persecuting you treats you as if you have murdered them. As if you have robbed their house. Stolen their car. 
taking their girl, broken your bank account, took your iPhone, done something to you that was so horrible that it can never be forgiven. John 12, 10 and 11 says, but the chief priests planned to put Lazarus to death also because on account of him, many Jews were going away and believing in Jesus. Your persecutors hate to see you rise and gain momentum. That, that These persecutors were so jealous. They were haters. Come on, man. They, they hated Jesus so much that they would want to kill Lazarus because they saw so many people believing in Jesus. Your persecutors don't hate you for really what you're saying. Guess why they hate you? Because you have followers, you have tagalongs, and you have spectators. Imagine if Jesus never had crowds, that probably would have not been a problem. Imagine if Jesus never had followers, that would have never been a problem. But his followers spread the word about him. And because his followers spread the word, and because he had a moment at the Samaritan well and with the Samaritan woman, she, she went out and she told, and because she told, she now becomes a follower of Jesus Christ. And now followers do what? They call spectators to become a part of the crowd. Not only do you have followers, you got spectators. Those who are there celebrating the moment. Come on now. And then you got to tag along. I only want to come and see. I want to see Lazarus. I want to see what Lazarus is going to do. I want to see how he looks. I want to see how the man smells. I got to get this word because I got to go back and tell mama them that Jesus raised Lazarus. I got to go back and tell mama them that I got a ride to the church today and I got a chance to shake the preacher's hand. I, I, I want to tell mama them that I went down and I got a chance to shake, shake somebody's hand today. I, I got a picture with my favorite athlete. I, I got a picture with somebody. Come on now. But then you got your persecutors. They hate that you have a following. They hate that you have momentum. And they hate that people are believing in you. Although they hate you. Although that you've not done anything to them wrong. They hate you because nobody's listening to them. Your persecutors are the obsolete voices that have no control over your followers. They have no control over your spectators. They have no control over your tagalongs. Your persecutors are those who plan to destroy you. They're very strategic in how they want to kill you. Those who plan to turn everyone against you, they carry a spirit of division. Come on now. And those who are upset with you about what you have been doing, jealous of the attention we, we talked about it. Come on now. Uh, they are very strategic in how they want to destroy you. Come on now, your haters, your, your, your persecutors, they, they already have a plan. We want to destroy you with 30 pieces of silver. Not only do we want to do that, we want to destroy you with the man who carried your money. We want to destroy you with the man and strategically plot to destroy you by someone who's in your inner circle. Your persecutors always look for the weakest link in your circle to bring you down. It's never really somebody on the outside. It's always somebody on 
the inside. I'm reminded of the Godfather where, uh, where the father is telling Al Pacino, he says, when I pass away, here's what you got to look out for. The person that comes to you and whispers in your ear to set up the meeting is the person that is plotting to kill you. Watch who's whispering in your ear. Because the person that's generally whispering in your ear is probably being influenced by your hater or by the, or by the crowd who wants to destroy you to set you up. It was Judas. They whispered in his ear, 30 pieces of silver. Jesus had these followers and persecutors, his entire ministry. Your, your persecutors will be with you always. They will never disappear. However, they learn to blend in with the crowd as if they are there to support you, yet they are planning to take you down. They are collecting evidence against you. Remain aware. Come on, I want to go back to that. They're, they're, they're like investigators. Come on now. They're, they're, they're like the investigators. They, they want to collect all of the DNA so that when you get to court, they can lay it all out and say, here it is, judge. Here it is, judge. I, I got proof that he did this, and I got proof that he did this, and I got a witness here, and I, I got a witness over there, and your, your, your persecutors will be with you always, just like your followers, just like your spectators and your tagalongs. Your crowd will always have blended persecutors. They dress very well. They talk very well. They give at your church very well. They, they help you and they help you do all of this other stuff, but they can be the person that is plotting to destroy you. Who's in the crowd? I've got the followers. Jesus is looking. I see my followers. Come on now. I see my spectators. They're, they're just here and they're celebrating a moment of me being crucified. And Then I got the tag along. I just want to see what's going to happen. I want to see. If he makes it through this, because I've never seen anybody make it through this. I, I want to see if he makes it up this hill. I, I want to see if he survives. I, I want to see if he gets up from the grave. But, but before you get to the cross, you got to deal with your crowd. You got to understand who's in your crowd and then you deal with your persecutor. Blend it in. Got a robe on serving God knows the word of God, but it's Caiaphas. He wants to destroy you. Come on now, what do I do? Pastor G, how do I handle this? And then the last portion of the crowd, the disciples. My disciples are there, those who I have invested into. My disciples, those whom you have chosen to follow you. Now here it is. You, you have those who you've chosen to follow you and then you have those who simply follow you because of signs, wonders, and miracles. You have those who follow you as spectators because they enjoy the moment and they enjoy the celebration part and they enjoy the hype. They're very non-responsive. And then you have the followers who are the tag-alongs. They, they just like being around and they use you to get to where they want to get to. Don't dislike you. You've got your persecutors. But then you have the disciples, the ones that you have chosen. Will you follow me? 
those who have labored with you and you've given your heart and your soul and you've given everything to this group and they're in the crowd and they're just as quiet as the followers. They're just as confused as the spectators, non-responsive. They're just like the tagalongs. We want to see what they're going to do to Jesus. They're just like the persecutors. They're blending in the crowd. And nobody knows who they are. And they're like Peter. Denying you on every account that they can. But he's in the crowd. Why is Peter in the crowd? Why, why wouldn't you just leave after the moment that Jesus was arrested? Knowing that you would deny him after the first time you denied him. Why wouldn't you just go back to your mama's house or to your wife's house or to your boat and start fishing. But you stay around two more times. Come on now. We can't just hate on the followers and blame the followers, spectators, tagalongs, persecutors. But we got to look at this last group, the disciples. John 9 and 16 says, these things his disciples did not understand at first. But when Jesus was glorified, they remembered that these things were written of him. I want you to think about that. Come on now. Think about it. They did not see it until he was glorified. They know you in ways that no one else knows you. These are your true followers. You have followers who follow you for a season for a, for, for a time in your life, but then you have true followers. When I think about it, my true followers would be my family. It would be my brother. It would be that core team of people in my life. you got some true followers. They're, they're there with you through the ups and the downs. These disciples, they were there with Jesus. They have walked with you from day one. We call them ride or die. You're going to be with me, whatever. Come on now, if you if you move out of town, they're going to follow you. If you go across here, they're going to follow you. That's what I love about the Rock Church. They, 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 they're true followers. They, they, they followed us from the convent, followed us to the first hotel, followed us to Chanel, followed us to the west side, then back out to the east side and over to Solon, and now they're following us on virtual church. Come on now. There are some disciples that are in the crowd and they're simply hurting and they don't know what to do. Your, your disciples, they have watched and ministered with you. They're partakers of your life and ministry. Jesus' disciples were at a moment in their lives where they had no clue of what was happening. Who's in the crowd? Why the crowd was cheering? In many cases, this occurs with those who are closest to us. Your disciples become confused. The followers were just celebrating. They were just amazed at the healing of Lazarus. The spectators were just there shouting Hosanna. The tagalongs were so excited to see that Lazarus was risen. And now they were able to experience the real Jesus and doubt was now turned into belief. The, the persecutors are there influencing all four. Your persecutors, if you don't watch it, will influence your followers. They will influence your spectators. They will influence your tagalongs. 
and then they will divide your disciples. Who's in the crowd? I believe Jesus had to deal with all five at one time. Never saying a mumbling word as you lift your hands. My response is, hallelujah. You have rescued my life. Who's in the crowd? I've got my followers. I've got my spectators. My tagalongs. The blended persecutors. But my core is being divided because of the pain and the issue I'm going through. But here it is. Just like Jesus, you and I have a cross to bear. It was the crowd who pushed Jesus to the cross. It was the crowd who pushed Jesus beyond the limits of his natural pain. It, it, it was the crowd, and, and here it is. He, he was not numb to the crowd because he was watching the crowd. He was watching their response, and he watched his mother labor. He, he watched the spectators and his persecutors mock him. He, he watched his tagalong simply just look. He watched his followers not knowing what to do. I want you to begin to lift your hand today and I want you to just simply understand that you've got a crowd and you've got to accept the crowd. I am Jesus. I'm Jesus because I have a crowd. I'm Jesus because there are people in my life that are put there on purpose. The followers, the spectators, the tagalogs the persecutors, my disciples. You have rescued my life. My response to the crowd is, hallelujah. My response to the crowd is going to be, he's my redeemer. He's my savior. I love you. I appreciate you. You've been dealing with an issue where you seem like you're in a crowd and you just don't know what to do. I simply just want you to lift your hands and say, my response is hallelujah. Lord, will you rescue my life today? I'm Jesus today on a cross. And it seems like nobody cares. They care. They just can't do anything. Because they, they, they are there to push you. I love you. I appreciate you. If you want to join our ministry today, I simply just need you to do this. Go right to your app, right to your Google store, your Apple store, right in the search bar, put in Rock Life Matters, download our app. Simply go right there to the first tab that you see, Rock Life Culture. Go right to the connect card. Simply put your information in. You want to join our ministry, you can join our ministry right through our app. Our team is waiting to serve you. You want to become a partner in the Rock Church? Simply fill out the connect card. You want to become a member today? I simply just want you to just hashtag, I want to join the Rock today. And guess what? You become a part of our virtual church today. You become a member of our virtual Rock Life Matters ministry today. We love you. It's so important. Remember to give on today. I want you to sow a seed. Sow a seed understanding that Jesus Christ is going to be right there with you. He's going to do what? He's going to rebuke the devourer for your sake. He's going to open up the windows of blessing where you won't have room enough to receive. He's going to cause this seed to grow and to prosper in your life. Come on now. I want you to simply see it.
Hashtag it right there. I'm giving because I love to give. My giving matters. I want you to simply do that today. If you want to join, just simply hashtag it. I want to join the Rock Church. I want to become a member. I need a pastor. I need a shepherd. I need someone that will be able to speak into my life. You might not able be able to get to the Rock Church because you live out of town and you live other places and you're far away. You can join our ministry and we give you our word that will serve you as if you're sitting right here with us. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord. It is my strength and my redeemer. It's what we do, guys. We create the relevant moments where broken and hurting people are restored back to their rightful place in God. Happy Easter. Love you.